Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Today, I feel like joining the chorus of three Hebrew children saying, we may burn, we may be laughed at, but we will not quit. We may be thrown down, we may be ridiculed, we may be forgotten by all who see, but we will not quit. Some may think us to be slightly off. Some may think our sacrifice to be foolish. Let them think that, but we will still not quit. We did not pick these times. We were picked for these times. Before we were born, God raised us up for this generation. I am in harmony with the writer of Hebrews today. He said, let me tell you who we are not. We are not like those Israelites of old who gave up at the sight of the promised land. We are not parties with those who saw the obstacles, the giants, and turned back. Those timid, timorous, tremulous men are not our company. Those languid, lean, and light ambassadors of doom have no part with us. Shy, sheepish, and shameful souls who refuse to step forward. We are not of the 22,000 of Gideon's men who said we are afraid and turned back. We are of the mighty 300 who march with the wind blowing in the tops of the trees, not by might, not by power, by my spirit, saith the Lord, we will not quit. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Daily Devotion. We are dwelling on the theme of perseverance, victory over every trial. Why am I so confident today? Here's my confidence. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Notice the church and the gates of hell are depicted as if they are in a state of war. So can I state the obvious? The sky is blue, the grass is green, and the kingdom is in conflict. Everyone who loves God is under attack. Satan and his minions are fighting against us. We are at war, and we are fighting like we never have before. Jesus used military language in that passage, the gates of hell shall not prevail. That word prevail means to seize, to take by force, to overcome by power and strength. It is the enemy's stated design to overthrow the church. That means you and that means me. Hell wants to humble us. The enemy wants to defeat us. That's why each and every day we must put on the whole armor of God. Each of us must wrestle down the strongholds. All of us are to unite together against the enemy because we're not ignorant of his tactics. We know them. We know what he is up to. He wants to steal, kill, and to destroy. But the Lord has other plans for you and me. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's the assurance that I sense today. I have the confidence that God is with us and God is fighting for us. So Jesus compares hell to a city. A city has gates. Hell has gates. Hell is the city of broken dreams. 
Hell is the metropolis of misery. Hell's population is growing ever larger. Hell's city limits are ever expanding. If the enemy would have his way, you would be within the gates of hell. So if hell is likened to a city by the Lord Jesus Christ, walled cities were common in ancient times. Gates through which to enter and exit were equally common. The gates of a city represented its power. Through the gates, its armies would march. At the gates, judicial decisions were made. Near to the gates, the commerce of the city was transacted. In the case of Caesarea, at those gates, delusions, deception, and false worship could also be found. But Jesus gave us a promise. The gates of hell will not prevail. This means the church was designed to challenge hell's gates. That means the church has power. If God be for us. The psalmist said that we should give thanks to the Lord for his wonderful works. One of those works found in the 107th Psalm, he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. So if you can't think of anything for which to praise him at the moment, thank him that he still breaks down the gates of bronze and he cuts the bars of iron. You may remember the story of Isaac and Rebekah. Abraham wanted a bride for his son. He sends his servant Eleazar into his homeland. Rebekah is found. She's willing to leave her home for this man that she's never seen before. Rebekah is a picture of the church. She leaves her world en route to another world for an unseen lover. Do you remember the blessing pronounced upon Rebekah? The blessing that would stay with her as she left her homeland is Genesis 24, 60. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become the mother of thousands, of ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. You and I, and all people of faith, we come from a long line of gate possessors. We own the gates of our enemies. We are the blessed bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. The heavens are not brass above us. We live under the open skies of his great love. His face shines upon us. We shall be blessed. We shall grow. We shall prosper. The churches of which you're a part of, your influence, may it increase. God is not finished with what he has started in you. We shall overcome. We are not of them who turn back. We are not of the company of the defeated. We are not in the assembly of the discouraged ones. We will triumph. Yet when I look around at the world today, I realize that there are areas where the church is not prevailing. We have the promise of victory, but we're not prevailing. Why is that? I found that there are several times that hell seems to win. Hell wins when we give Satan access into our lives. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil, make no provision for the flesh. We cannot prevail when we've given Satan too much space. We have to establish a new perimeter. We have to put up outposts of faith. We have to seize new territory. 
Hell wins when we give Satan access. Hell also wins when we're running on empty. Do you remember when Moses was in the hills? Joshua led Israel against the Amalekites in the valley below. As long as Moses had his hands in the air, they won down in the valley. But when his hands fell, the victory was lost. Hell wins when we run on empty. Hell wins when we stay busy, 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 but forget to worship, forget to praise, forget to feed the inner man, forget to surround ourselves with godly people. Someone has to dust off the altar. Someone has to restore their faith and get a new walk with God. Hell also wins when we live in fear. Fear hath torment. Fear binds our walk with God. But wait, it's perfect love that cast out all fear. Let fear fall before us. Hell wins when we refuse to get up. And that's why we're talking about perseverance. If the enemy has knocked you down, it's time to stand. It's time to rise. Hold to the future and to the hope, because all of heaven stands ready to fight. Likewise, we stand. It's in the book. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. But here's the qualifier. The church must be the church. We win when we storm hell's gates. The gates of hell are defensive in nature because the church is offensive in nature. We must stand, we must rise, and we must attack. This promise is only to the church, not to someone who professes to be in the church but someone who will act on the promises of God. Someone who steps out in faith and says, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Because each and every one of God's promises must be acted upon. When Simon Peter was behind bars, the church began to pray. An angel came, and that angel led Simon Peter from the inner wards of the prison and finally, they came to the great iron gate that separated them from the city. Simon Peter kept following heaven as if in a dream. But then the Bible says the iron gate opened of its own accord. We win when we let heaven get in charge of our lives and take the lead in our lives. Paul and Silas were behind bars, but they began to sing. And with their worship came an anointing from heaven and a power that shook the entire earth. There is an anointing that can break every yoke of bondage. The gates in those prisons began to explode. We win when we rely on the power from another world. That our weapons are not of the flesh, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This thing that we're in, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Spirit-led people can see the victory happen in their lives. When Paul spoke to the Corinthians, he said, My speech, my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power of God, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in God's power alone. Paul knew the source of his power. There is a secret, I think, that has been stolen from us. It's the secret of how desperately poor we are. 
without the mighty power of God in our lives. Because to understand that power, we must be stripped of all self-sufficiency, of all self-righteousness. To understand the power that is available to us, we must be humbled and broken. Because it's only when we reach the point that we realize our power is not the arm of the flesh, but it's the arm of the Spirit. Only then can we rise up as a mighty army of God and victoriously storm the gates of hell. Only God's power can deepen our dedication as we storm the gates of hell. Only God's power can increase our faithfulness as we fight the good fight. Only God's power can bear our burdens as we're persecuted for Christ's sake. Only God's power can renew our determination as we carry the banner of God's grace and mercy. And yes, only God's power can help us shoulder our responsibilities to witness to every nation, every tongue, until every soul is reached with the message of salvation. Shall not, shall not, shall not. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You shall be victorious. You shall rise and conquer. And this week in daily devotion, we are underscoring and emboldening that firm line in our hearts that we shall overcome. We shall persevere. We shall come through this trial with our faith intact and with praise on our lips. God bless you today. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.